the longest and most important relationship that you will ever have in your entire life is the relationship that you have with yourself. You spend the most time with yourself. The relationship that you have with yourself sets the tone for every other relationship in your life. In this episode, episode number 48, I'm going to be sharing self-talk swaps that you need to improve your self-talk. We're getting right to it in three, two, one. Welcome to the Heal Your Burnout Podcast, where us hustlers come together to have solution-focused conversations weekly. My name is Amber Connolly, a former burnt-out clinician and academic turned transformative coach. If you are a productive patty, miss I can do it all, or if you are ready to ditch the exhaustion, you have come to the right place. Each week I'll be providing you with wellness tips and trainings, inspiring you to look within, replace habits that are keeping you stuck, and offering insights to help you maintain your brilliance. If you are craving clarity, self-care, support, and mindset hacks, look no further. This is where your energy can be reignited and your hope can be restored. Welcome back to the Heal Your Burnout podcast. In this mini episode, we're going to be talking about self-talk swaps. And self-talk is so important because all day long we are in our heads. Our brain doesn't stop. We have these thoughts that just keep going and going and going. And you know I've said it before, you know I'm going to say it again. Your thoughts are so important because your thoughts lead to feelings, which lead to actions. And if your thoughts and feelings go awry, your actions will also go awry. Or even worse, we'll become just completely disconnected from ourselves. We won't feel into our bodies, we'll be stuck in our heads, and our actions will just be reactions to everything else in our life. So watching the way you you speak to yourself matters because our thoughts influence our feelings, which influence our actions or behaviors. So today, the big ones I want to talk about are ones that come from our inner critic or from our inner mean boss, our inner mean girl, the the inner thing inside of us that tells us we're not good enough. Because at the root of all of these is you're not good enough, you're not doing enough, if only you did more, and those are the type of thoughts we need to shut down. So some key phrases to look out for are anytime you find yourself saying have to. And I know for me, I usually feel this when I feel some sort of pressure of letting someone down. Oh, I have to do this or I have to do that. I have to go to this place because that person is expecting me there. Or I have to do that because I always do that for that person. Or it's just what's expected of me. So whenever you find yourself saying the word have to, Replace that with get to, and if you don't feel like what you're doing is a get to, like if it doesn't feel like it's a privilege to be doing it, then ask yourself, should I really be doing this? So if you find yourself thinking, oh, I have to do this because if I don't, XYZ will be mad at me, or it's just what I do, ask yourself, well, do I feel like I'm honored to be doing this or I'm actively choosing like, wow, I get to be doing this and this is so wonderful. Do you genuinely feel that? And if you don't, ask yourself, why the heck am I doing this? Because I know for me, when I find myself saying, I have to do this, 
And when I say, do I really have to? I'm like, you know what? I don't, so I'm not going to do it. Because usually when you get to do something, that have to doesn't feel as forced. So cautionary, when you find yourself saying have to, dig deeper with that one because we don't have to do anything. We get to do everything. Everything that's on your plate is something that you say yes to, which is very hard to hear. But ask yourself, how am I using my yeses? How am I using my noes? And am I clear with what is a yes and what is a best yes and what is a heck no? Because you don't have to do anything. You get to do everything that is on your plate. So make sure you're choosing things that light you up, that fuel you, that make you feel good. So no more have to. We're all about the get to. Now, this is the one that I, I feel like everyone I say, I'm like, now this is the one I really struggle with. But for me, should. Oh, this is the one that gets me. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Even as I'm recording this podcast episode, I'm like, mm, but I should be doing a list of all these things that I haven't done yet. So I should a lot. And you should not should all over yourself. Shoulding is never a good thing. So instead of should, another word could be I want. I want to get my to-do list done or I would like, it's a desire but I, I should not do anything. I'm not forced to do anything. It's, it's a choice. Whenever we feel like we're putting ourselves in a position where we don't have a choice or where we don't have a say, that like backs us into a corner and teaches us that, that we're not worthy. We're not worth having a say or that what we're doing isn't good enough. So with these self-talk swaps, it's all about building yourself up and feeling good about yourself. So no shoulding. Everything that you do is enough. And anything that you want to do that you don't get to do, you could then do tomorrow. So shoulding is setting yourself up to live up to some expectation that you created on your own that no one else probably has of you. So break up with should, no more should, want, desire, would like I usually find myself saying when when I should like I'll be thinking mm, I'm doing this thing but I really should be doing xyz and um, for me it comes in a lot with thinking about my business like I have these things I should be following up on or should be doing you know it never stops just like a lot of other things never stops maybe it's you're a mom and it's things with your kids or it's cleaning your house or it's calling a friend back. You think of, oh, I should be doing that, but instead I'm doing this. Instead, replace that with, I really want to call my friend and you know what? I'm going to get to it tomorrow or there's another day this week that I can do it. My friend is still going to love me even if I call them in three days because that's what friends do. We all are human. We all understand. And if your friend doesn't understand, mm, are they really a friend after all? So no more shedding. And this one is one that I see all the time, especially with women. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I got my order wrong at a restaurant and the salad came with cranberries and I said no cranberries. I'm sorry. Can you take it back? Or I'm sorry when when you're doing something like I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Apologizing and 
And a lot of times I see women doing it, and I've even been guilty of doing it, of apologizing for simply existing. And one of my favorite quotes or mantras is, your life is a statement, not an apology. And when you're walking around saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what you're essentially saying is, I'm sorry for taking up space. I'm sorry for breathing. I'm sorry for living. I'm sorry for existing. So whenever you find yourself saying, I'm sorry, you're reinforcing that narrative of I'm not good enough or what I'm doing isn't enough or I'm taking up too much space. So hear me out. Be big. Take up space. Breathe, inhale and exhale as much as you need to. Be seen. You deserve to be seen. Do not apologize for simply existing. And if you get a meal wrong in a restaurant, for the love of God, send it back. It's your meal. You're paying for it. You deserve to have a meal that is correct. You deserve to have a meal you enjoy. That's why you go to a restaurant. Now, I'm not saying to curse the waitress out. By no means do that. But you know what? Hey, excuse me, I ordered a salad without cranberries. Would I be able to have a new salad? Done. That's it. No, I'm sorry needed. Thank you so much for taking care of that for me. So I'm sorry your swap is thank you. Thank you so much. I know um, a big one that would come up for me in a professional setting is, I'm so sorry, were you able to get that report done that you said would be done by Wednesday and it's now Thursday? Or, I'm sorry, just following up. Uh, uh, No, there's no reason to say I'm sorry. Hey, were you able to get that report done? Thank you so much for letting me know. Is there any way you could get it to me by tomorrow at noon? (laughs) Like, remove the I'm sorry and replace it with thank you. So whatever you need to do, I feel like the people that really struggle with saying I'm sorry, like I used to, you don't even realize you're saying it. It just spills out of your mouth. So... Wear a rubber band. Pluck yourself with a rubber band every time you hear you hear yourself saying sorry and replace it with thank you. Next up, I feel like I could do a whole episode on this. Let, let's talk about comparison. So when you find yourself, your self-talk goes to, oh, but she does this and she does that and she has this and I don't. She has that and I don't. She's further along than I am. What is she doing that I'm not doing? What, do, what does she have that I don't? When you find yourself comparing yourself to another person, and I say she because a lot of women compare themselves to other women. Why does she look like that and I look like this? Why do, is she married and has kids and I don't? Why is she further along in her career? Why does she have a bigger house than I do? Why does she have those clothes and I don't? So when you find yourself comparing the best swap or the quickest way to get out of that mindset of I'm not enough, I'm less than. She is more than I am, I am less than, I'm not living up to that expectation. The quickest way to get out of that is looking at it for what it is. Whoa, when I see her living like that, it makes me feel something. What is that feeling that you're feeling? Usually when we feel that way, Someone is showing us a glimpse of something we want. I I know I'll never forget um, when I started to realize that I wanted to get into coaching and consulting. And when I knew that I wanted to get into personal development and wellness and health, I knew that that was my next step. And I remember I found this podcaster 
and I would listen to her podcast. And I would start off like walking, listening to it. And by the end of listening to an episode, I would be like sprinting on a run. It would go from like a walk to a power walk to a jog to a run to like by the end I'd be sprinting because I would be thinking, oh God, what she's saying is so like, of course, it's so obvious and it's so, it's so silly that she's even making, making an episode about this. I I could make an episode like that, but I'm not. And I, I would think like, oh, wow, like it's so simple for her to be doing this. Like does even what she's saying, does it even matter? Like I would be picking apart this woman's episodes. And then finally, after like two weeks of doing this, I'm like, you know what? Why am I so pissed when I listen to her episodes? And then it hit me. Oh, my God. It's because I want to make episodes. And I think that I would make good episodes. And when I listen to her episodes, I feel jealous. I feel like, well, why do you have this really big following and all these podcast episodes and what you're saying are things that I agree with, but you're putting out episodes and I'm just on my run pissed that you're doing something that I want to do. So, and as soon as I realized that, I started realizing, oh, whoa, wow, like this person is showing me what is possible. Like, thank you so much for putting this out there. Now I could listen to your episodes and actually learn from them and actually go from, I'm so pissed, like what you're doing is so simple to, whoa, like let me take in the information and let me appreciate what you're showing me because it's showing me glimpses of what is possible for me because that woman was brave enough to step out and put her podcast out there. I was brave enough to start looking at my life and figuring out what changes do I need to make so one day I could put a podcast out and I could start my own business and I could do things that make me light up and excited in the same way that this woman was was so lit up and excited Except when I first discovered her, I was so burnt out and miserable that I couldn't even appreciate the podcast. So all of that being said, I have so many examples of feeling that way in my life. And whenever I feel that way, it's always because that person is showing me a glimpse of something that I want. So when you see that, ask yourself, like, what is it about that that's triggering me? And what in that person am I envious of? And then turn it into appreciation. What can you appreciate about seeing that glimpse of what is possible for you? Because at the end of the day, if you see a glimpse of what someone else is doing, there is no reason why you can't do that too. That's why you're able to see it and and it's triggering something in you. It's showing you what is possible for you. So flip that comparison to appreciation. Next up. Next up is resistance. And sometimes resistance for me, I don't know about for you, it doesn't come up as um, like an obvious thought. Like I really can't nail it down to like what am I telling myself when I'm experiencing resistance. For me, it just usually feels like exhaustion, like isolation, like scrolling on my phone way too much, like being on my phone and being in a bad mood because I'm comparing myself to everyone It's like that type of feeling for me. And it's like I just feel blah, like in a funk. I don't want to do anything. And I just stop taking action. I'm all in my head. I'm kind of in my feelings, but not really. Just mostly in my head and I'm not taking action. So that resistance for me, my quickest way out of resistance 
is going from resistance to openness. And I get there by taking action. So by asking myself, what is one small thing I can do to move forward? And we have an entire episode on moving out of a funk. It's the episode before this one. So check it out if you haven't already. But the quick and dirty answer is go from resistance to openness by taking action. One tiny step of action. Next up, this one. I find myself doing, and it kind of goes hand in hand with comparison, but oh my gosh, like it's taking me forever to do this, or I'm working so hard at this and I didn't reach my goal yet. So like hyper-focused on the speed, like this is taking forever. When will I get there? When will I get to that goal? When will it be here? When will I experience X, Y, Z that I've been working hard for? So focusing on like how quickly am I getting something And how far is that end goal going to be? So the quickest way to feel better, to go from feeling not good enough or being late, not on time, being slow, the best way is to switch it to look at all the steps that you're taking in the right direction. So rather than looking at maybe you're on a weight loss journey oh, like I I haven't reached my goal weight or I'm not in the goal size that I want to be rather than focusing on when will I get there? When will I get there? I'm working hard. I'm working hard. Rather than focusing on that, looking at, well, look at, I went out for a walk four days this week, 30 minutes each day. I went from not moving my body to moving my body. I ate three servings of vegetables today. I ate lean protein every day this week. I didn't eat processed food or artificial sweeteners all week. I had treats that make me feel good, not treats that leave me feeling like I'm in carb overload after or sick to my stomach after, whatever that is. So looking at rather than how quickly are you getting to your goal, the direction and all the things that you're moving, doing to move yourself forward. So focus on that action that you're taking and really celebrate the times that you shown up for yourself and you've done something well to move in that positive direction. So to recap, those self-talk swaps, change your have-tos to get-tos, stop shooting all over yourself and change it to I want to or I get to, I am privileged to. Change your sorries to thank yous, drop that comparison, replace it with appreciation or gratitude. Change that resistance to openness by taking action. And finally, instead of focusing on the speed, focus on the direction. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will catch you in the next episode. Hey friend, before you leave, please head on over to iTunes podcast and search for Heal Your Burnout. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star review and help us spread the word about our show. I would love to connect with you on social media. My Instagram handle is at Amber underscore Connolly underscore. And until next time, I'm sending you so much love and light. And I can't wait to keep moving forward with you.